0: In a day and age where you feel so much pressure as a young person to do things, you feel pressured from every side to look a certain way in order to be accepted. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, come to me. But he says, but I, 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 I will give you rest. Then he goes on and say, take my yoke upon you and let me teach you or learn from me because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light, because oftentimes when it comes to saying, Hey, I want to commit to the Lord. I want to surrender. I want to live for Jesus that it feels as though it's restrictive, like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that because it seems like you really can't enjoy yourself. But the truth of the matter is the Bible actually tells young people to enjoy themselves. But what does that look like for a young person or for any person? Pastor Martin explains. We're going to use Josiah as an example, King Josiah, because the passage scripture, what we pick up, is, he's been reigning now for 18 years. However, the reality that we are faced with when we go back and research his life, we find out that he started reigning at eight years old. And it's important for us to hone in on the fact that in this last verse verse 25 it says there had been no king like him before him that had turned to god with all of their heart with all of their mind with all their strength with all that he had he had turned to god and said there had been none before him and none like him after him and it's interesting because he started again he started to reign at eight years old. So if you do the math that even 18 years later, he's still a young man. So now we're going to, even though we started out here in 2 Kings, we're going to spend a lot of our time also over in Chronicles. Because if you understand the history there, you find that 2 Chronicles, 1 and 2 Chronicles it's actually a parallel of telling the same time period about the same things, but from a different perspective. It's, it's of the same time period of First and 2 Samuel and First and 2 Kings. Now, it's, it's talking about the same period of time. However, there's additional details that we gain from Chronicles. It's important to understand that when we look at uh, Kings, the book of Kings, it contains more details about the northern kingdom of Israel. And then when we look at Chronicle, their focus tends to lean towards the southern part of the kingdom. At some point, the kingdom was divided. It was a northern portion and a southern part, and so ultimately, it, there's, a, there's a leaning in either one to give more details. But if you go further in the understanding and you look at the Septuagint, you find that, which is actually a a Greek translation of the Old Testament that was done about uh, about 300 uh, B.C., if we go back and look at that, you find that the translation that is used that translates into Chronicle, the word actually means the book of what was left out. So you might wonder why was there a reason if, if you got 1 and 2 Samuel and 1 and 2 Kings, then why was Chronicles necessary? Because there were some things that were left out. And so we're gonna use Chronicles to help us to understand some of the details that were missing when we read here of what he had done and why does the Bible say that there was no king like him before him or after him? There's some details we need to fill in and we're gonna do that over in Chronicles. Now, here's something that I would want to start with by helping to establish because today I said I want to inspire young people. I want to inspire you to understand that God wants, we've been talking about purpose, and we shared some weeks ago that all things find their purpose in the Lord Jesus Christ because the Word tells us that all things were made by him and for him. So if all things were made by him and all things are made for him, then all things that are made then find its true sense of purpose in him. So as we talk about this today, I'm talking about it from the perspective of being a young person and a young adult even because as we're going to see that, that as we see here in the text that 18 years later, he still would be only 24 years old. And at this point, he's already begun or continuing in this sense of service to God. So if we're going to talk about youth of purpose, the first point that I want to make today is that the youth, of purpose, the youth of purpose or to have a youthful purpose, you must first realize that God wants to actually use young people. Because oftentimes when it comes to God, we look at it and say, hey, one day I'll be like Brother Sneed up on stage when my hair gets a little gray, when things slow down for me, I'll think about going and joining the church. I, I can see myself one day really getting committed to going and following jesus but first we must understand that that god wants to actually use a young person he wants to use you even in your youth here's something to note because in in second chronicles chapter 34 verses 1 and 2 here's what it says it says that josiah was eight years Old when he became king. And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And here's what's key about Josiah. He started reigning at eight, but it says, and he did what was right in the sight of God. He did, and he walked in all of the ways of his father David. So referring to David who had had, who'd reigned as king and had this, the said of him that he was a man after God's own heart, that he said that, that the word records that he was just like David. He loved God even from his youth. So here's another part of this because in Lamentations, it says, that it's good for a young man or a young woman to bear the yoke in their youth. That it's good to take on this sense of a commitment to Jesus even while you're young. It's a good thing. Now, here's a question because when you say you say, uh, there's this idea of yoke. Bear the yoke. What does that mean? We hear the passage of Scripture where Jesus says, uh, 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 take my yoke upon you. And you may ask the question, yoke, what is that? What is a yoke? I want you to see this. They're going to project this up. I want to show you what a yoke is. This is a yoke. Typically, it would be two animals. As you can see, there's oxen there. And the key is when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, because what he's saying is that come in close proximity that we might walk together. If you look at what you have here, you've got two large beasts that have been brought in close proximity, and watch this, they walk hand in hand or foot to foot. Because as they're walking, he says, Take my yoke upon you, walk with me, and allow me to teach you some things. Because when you think about being young, there's all kinds of means means for you to get information. There's YouTube, there's Twitter, there's TikTok. There's all kinds of ways for you to get information, but not all that information is going to help you to understand how to truly navigate life in such a way that God can be pleased because it teaches how to do a lot of things that may not necessarily help you to know what to do. When crisis happens in your life, when something happens that shatters or shakes your world and you say, what do I do? Where do I find peace when I feel that I don't have any peace? Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Come walk with me, he said, because I'm gentle and lowly. That even though he is the master of the universe, that he's willing to be intentional about walking with you and concerned about what matters to you or that which affects you. Take my yoke. Come to me, all you who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. In a day and age where you feel so much pressure as a young person to do things, you feel pressured from every side to look a certain way, to sound a certain way, to do certain things in order to be accepted. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Come to me because I know you carry a burden but he says, but I, 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 I will give you rest. Then he goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and let me teach you or learn from me because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light because oftentimes when it comes to saying, hey, I want to commit to the Lord, I want to surrender, I want to live for Jesus, that it feels as though it's restrictive. Like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that because it seems like you really can't enjoy yourself. But the truth of the matter is the Bible actually tells young people to enjoy themselves. In Ecclesiastes it says, hey, young man, young woman, enjoy yourself, let your heart cheer itself. But just be mindful that whatever that is that you find to entertain yourself, make sure that when God looks at it, he says, okay, that's cool with me. Because when we think about Josiah in this context and we think about here, his, here he is, he's, he's eight years old And he's become king. Now, I I, I think about it this way. When we are at home, we expect that our children honor the rules of the house. But there are times in which we have to leave them and they're alone. And I suspect that the rules of the house don't necessarily always get kept the same way that if Mom and dad are there because they have what we would call free reign. They have an opportunity to do whatever they choose as long as we don't find out about it. Right? It's only when there's something's bro- broken that can't be fixed they they, oh. So think about this. Here's a young man becomes king at eight. Because here's what the psalmist said. He says, oh God, you have taught me from my youth. He's saying that God even wants to begin the process of teaching and training and helping you to understand what it looks like to walk in fellowship with him that he he wants to do that even in our youth. So the next thing that we must understand about living a life in purpose as a youth is that we must then seek our identity in Christ. So many competing ideologies about what you should look like or who you should be or who you are and how do you identify and how, are you, uh, how do you define yourself? What do you call yourself? Who are you? because in truly understanding that if all things are made by him and for him, then we understand that it is in him that we can truly identify ourselves according to God's divine plan. So in 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse three, here's something that's recorded there. It says, for in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. So he reigns at eight. At the age of 16, the Bible says that Josiah began to seek God. Even as a young man, he began to seek God. Because at this point, we recognize that here he is, a teenager with king floss he's flossing as the king the top reigning person in the land so to help illustrate this i've got a couple young men that i've asked to help me out because i want you to see this i I love demonstrations and I i hope this helps to bring this into perspective because when we think about this idea of being young and being committed to Jesus. (laughs) So, Josiah became king. Walk with me, king. Put your hands out like you're gonna tell them what to do. Josiah became king, meaning that he has the authority to reign over adults. At the age of eight, he becomes king. Thank you. You like being king? But then it says that eight years later, he begins, something happens between here and here that stirred in him a desire to know more about God. Wait a minute, because at this point, he has the power of the nation. And he could do whatever he wants to do. He could be whatever he wanted to be. He could have whatever he wanted. But something happens after he becomes king and between this age till he becomes 16, that at 16, something is stirred so strongly in him that the Bible says that he begins to seek God. Nobody is dragging in the church. Because as the king, he could have all churches torn down. Now, ain't we having no more church? I know some of us, I did as a kid. I'm like, why we got to go? I don't think I've ever prayed for the church to, to burn. out. I, I, I wouldn't. But there were times I was like, boy, do we have to? But the Bible says that Josiah, not only was he glad to go, he didn't just go and spend time there hanging out and writing notes. It says that King Josiah, as he comes, because here's what I want you to understand. Now, i want going to walk towards him, okay? As he's getting closer and getting older, when he started he would not have fully understood the power that he had but with every year of him getting older he would have known more and more of what he could do and what power he had to do it so it's not necessarily likely that he would have come from that place to this place and at this point begin to say I want to find out what my purpose is in you God so now he has his sweet 16 <laughs> and as you can see he already know he's king and as king he can begin to do the things that he would want to do he could have all that he wants. brothers think about the young man think about this you are you are concerned you say man I wonder if she likes me do you think the other 16-year-old girls liked him? Okay. All of them. <laughs> they could be over here talking to their friend. You're like, hey, we're going to king. king. Just like, <laughs> I'm going for the king. I'm going to the top. But at this point, as he is celebrating his, his 16th birthday, He's not saying, I want to go out and do all I can or all that my heart's desire to do. His heart says, God, I want to seek you. And what would you have me to do? Thank you. Bless you guys. because Ecclesiastes chapter 12 says remember the Lord in the days of your youth because it's easy to get caught up in all the things that are going on and not remember but it says remember him in the days of your youth while the evil days are not there do you realize that as a young person the energy that you have could be of a great blessing to God parents are like oh you know I don't got time I'm tired I'm working I got to get you to soccer. I got to go here, got to go there. But when everyone else is tired, you're saying, hey, let's go do something else. Imagine if fire is burning in you to do that something else for Jesus. Being inspired that, hey, I want to do all I can for him. That leads me to my third point. Because youth of purpose do not allow the allure of fame, fortune, and influence to cause them to be corrupted or to corrupt their way. I showed you how the, here's the king, he has, he has reign over things and he, he now understands it more than he ever has. And at that point, the idea of being famous having power or fame does not corrupt his way in 2nd Kings chapter 23 verse 25 it says now before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart with all his soul with all his might that there was no king like him and he started at eight He began to seek the Lord at 16 and there was none like him before him or after him because I want to share some history with you because when we look at this, we see that he made a bold stand for God. He made a bold stand for God, but some examples that went before him did not do the same. When you go back and look at his grandfather, Manasseh, he actually, well, he became king at 12, young like Josiah, but he learned idolatry and pagan practices from all other nations. He would go and find some kingdom. They say, oh, we got the God of of one leg. We need a God of one leg. He would begin to, he brought all these things and he started incorporating these things into the worship, corrupting the people. He actually was instrumental in restoring pagan worship in the world, in the nation. He was causing them to begin to look worldly rather than look to God. The other example we have is his own father, Amon who became king at 22, he didn't have a long reign. He only only reigned two years because he was assassinated. However, in that short period of time, he picked up where his dad left off. He's like, hey, this stuff dad had going on, I like this. But we have to go all the way back to Josiah's great-grandfather, Hezekiah whom he wouldn't have met, potentially had heard about him, likely had heard about him, but had not met him because Josiah's great-grandfather Hezekiah became king at 25, he reigned 29 years, but he was a godly king. He was also a king that no king like him either before him had reigned. the king, in in, in the Bible, it records that just as it was stated about Josiah, the same was said of his great-grandfather, Hezekiah. I point this out because we're talking about two generations removed from godly living, and yet he still made a bold stand when his turn came to reign. It's important to see this because if we're gonna talk about being youth of purpose, the fourth thing we wanna convey is that it must must be passionate about what's right. I know we can get passionate about a lot of things, but the question is, are we oftentimes passionate about what's right? You see a friend being bullied are you passionate about that or do you get in on it are you passionate to say no we shouldn't do that a friend calls you up and say hey we're getting ready to go over here and it's gonna be lit we've got some stuff going on our parents don't know are you passionate about, enough, enough to say no I think I'll pass on that because at some point When we think about Josiah and how he could have followed in the path of those who had gone before him, his father and his grandfather, but he chose to follow in the path of his great-grandfather. Here's what the Word says. In 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 24, it says, moreover, Josiah put away those things, those who consulted mediums and spiritists, there are all kinds of things, all kinds of ideas out there that tell you how to know the future or how to understand life or what you should uh, put your confidence in. There are even things out there that say that the Bible is actually a relic and that it should not even be consulted anymore. That the things in the Bible are antiquated, they're old. That's old timey, that's old school. But Josiah, he came in and says, all these other means by which we're getting truth or believing that we're getting truth, he put all of those things away. He also put away the household gods. They they they, they had gotten so carried away that people will keep creating their own God in their own home. Well, this is my God but he was passionate about what was right. He went out and he says, I wanna make sure all of these things are out of the way because I want the people to truly see God. Having that passion, it says, it is still right for a young person to love Jesus. And that is not flaky. Do we, Do you guys use flaky? A flake? <laughs> JB, is it, is it flake? Do we? No, ain't no flake. What what, what? what do we use if we if we're talking about somebody that ain't cool? Lame. What'd you say, Jay? They're not cool. If they're not cool, what? Lame. It ain't lame to know Jesus. <laughs> that you recognize it, man. Hey, that's the coolest thing ever to actually recognize that the God of all creation has a desire to walk in relationship with you and he does that day by day and he wants to make you supercharged to be something that you would not be otherwise. How cool is Jesus, man? How cool is it To be so committed to loving you that he allowed people that he had made to humiliate him, to spit on him, to whip him all night. How strong must he have been to stand there and take that knowing that he was the king of kings and lord of lords and he could have demanded that they be annihilated but he stood there and he took it because he looked down in history and saw that you would need to be saved and he did not care enough about what he was going through because he was more concerned about you. How cool is that, man? Because when I think about that, I don't know, man. I don't know if I would be willing to take a beat down. (laughs) Just for the sake of someone else. And maybe for someone else that don't even like me. Let alone love me. But that's the guy who's sending you a friend invite. That's the guy who just sent you an invitation to follow him. Follow me. There's everyone want wants you to follow me. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on this. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Follow, follow, follow. And here's the guy that is coolest of all who says, I want you to follow me. Because he says, when I post, I'm going to post things in your heart, not just on your screen. When I post things, they'll be for eternity. It won't change every day. The stuff that I post, you'll be able to see how it all connects all the way from here to eternity, because the things that I'm going to post will be, have eternal implications in your life. The stuff that I post, it won't be fake news. The stuff that I post, it won't be just opinions. The stuff that I post will be things that you will be able to bank on. I had someone, I I got a text, and the text came in and said, hey, this person died. And so the picture that they sent didn't look like the person. I said, well, this, is this really the, well, it was on Facebook that they died. And I'm looking at that, I said, yeah, but that don't, they don't look like them though. Well, I look at the spelling, the name, it was Tremaine, but this was a different spelling of Tremaine. The last name was the same, but then I thought, well, this person actually looks at you too young. So I inquired back and said, Hey, you know, um, when did this happen? And get some more information. The response came back Oh, that's what I get for trusting what I found on Facebook. Because <laughs> she's alive and well. Matter of fact, she was just traveling this weekend. So here is the thing that we understand that Jesus says, Follow me. And I'll begin to post things in your heart, things that are eternal and the implications have eternal ramifications. The last thing that I want to say, youth of purpose become adults of purpose. Because I want you to see this, Notice, I said that he, that Josiah became king at eight. The word says that in the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the temples, that that even he it didn't stop at 16. He didn't get all excited about it and hey, I'm gonna really seek Jesus and I'm gonna do. The Bible shows us that even as the years went on, he continued in the path and the pattern of a life of purpose for God. Youth of purpose becomes an adult of purpose. That concludes our message for today. And we want to thank you for visiting the Amity Bible Church. If you're in need of prayer, counsel, or attend our Wednesday night virtual Bible study, contact us at amitybc.org. Until next time, be blessed.